Welcome back to It Takes Two. Amy Eiler, JJ Gordon on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM KFGO. KFGO goes local where we like to highlight local businesses, some of the cool things they're doing. My favorite of all favorites, Creative Kitchens in the house. Dave, I believe when I've been into Creative Kitchen, you describe yourself as a cheesemonger. Am I correct? I have been described as such, yes. Okay, so how do you end up being the 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 cheese guru, the cheese whiz I guess. Right. Oh, you should see the the look I'm getting right now is without a doubt the how what what I wanted when I said cheese whiz. The puns are strong. Yeah. Um, tell me about like, do you just have a, do you have a love of cheese? Actually, I volunteered, and then I've just spent many many months learning, researching, exploring. So what have you? So if you start learning about cheese, what are some of the things that you started to hear right off the bat? Because of course we could say, well, it came from a different uh, uh, region or something like this. But in all honesty, there's so much nuance to choosing your cheese. I mean, what's the education been like? I would definitely say it's been really eye-opening because I didn't know much of anything American cheese. Classics and singles and stuff like that, and a little bit of like Longhorn cheese is what I grew up with. Now, my cheese knowledge has just exploded all over the place, and I've discovered that the biggest thing that changes the way the cheese tastes is what the intention was behind it. Oh, can you describe? I mean, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So I've actually had plenty of different kinds of cheddars from all over the all over the world at this point, and... I've actually had plenty of different kinds of milks, and I've actually had, um, like, sheep and goat sometimes can get a bad rap. I think there's some absolutely exquisite kinds of cheese, and they can vary in taste depending on what that individual's intention was with them. So are you saying something to so the tune of, like... Okay, earthy, yes. right? Yes. So I've noticed that uh, there are some cheeses that are rolled like in ash, Correct. right? And there are some that have the wax rind to, yep. to them. And of course, we know that you know the French have made amazing cheese for a long time, but really, you know, these smaller batches and these smaller operations are coming out with some really unique stuff. Very much so, and I actually brought some for you today. Okay, so to walk me through what I have in front of me here. So you actually have one called Edelhide. That's actually out of Wisconsin. That's okay. an Alpine-style Applewood smoked cheese. Mm. I have a fig and honey goat cheese. Oh, delight! Okay, so that, that really that's soft one. This one that's really it looks really soft, yes. right? Like yes. okay. Um, and then I brought you a a Spanish manchego. Oh, love! I like a little brown butter on my manchego. Like it really yeah. like kicks. Okay, so. There's somebody listening to this right now who is the same way you were, Dave, where they're like, I craft singles. That's about my extent of my knowledge. Yes. We're living in a cheese renaissance, a cheese-assance, if you will, where we're actually able to get these things. And one of the best spots has been locally to go to Creative Kitchen yes. where the cheese case has been laid out. And it's not just to get the cheese, but you guys also feature a lot of other things you'd put on the charcuterie board. There's yes. meats, there's olives, there's the Olivelli oils mm -hmm. that people can add to it. So uh, tell me why you're you're stoked about this applewood smoked. So I really like the fact that it is super soft. It's a very creamy one, but you can also get that nice applewood sweetness mm -hmm. from the cheese. What would you pair this with? Like if you are you putting it on like a Triscuit or are you saying like this guy, listen, he lives on his own? So I've actually had someone that I talked about, talked this up quite a bit, and oddly enough, he's actually included this with his eggs. I went, really? really? I'm like, really? He said, 
It's what I wake up for. I love I'm like, that. I'm not going to argue with you that. You can run with that, right? Yes, very much so. Like I've told plenty of people that I can give you some pointers, give you some guidelines, but your palate, you, is what tells you it's right. I can't tell you if you enjoy something, that's as long as it's not hurting you, that it ain't good. It just it's, is. It's absolutely delightful. <clears throat> I think it would pair well with a lot of things. I feel like... Because you do like that that apple wood, like you get that hint of a flavor. I think one of the things that people make a mistake with cheese and with wine is when they see a word associated with it, like, well, this doesn't taste like apples. Yeah, no. Be like, no, no, no. It is an entirely different process. Um, when it comes to the smoked cheeses, do you feel like smoked cheeses are getting to be bigger and bigger all the time too? People are yes, really like to experiment on that. Really big, a lot of experimentation. We actually have some stuff in there to aid you in that too. Okay, so then let's go. Let's go to this uh, this little gentleman with the cranberry in him. Um, this I would say. Are you serving this with like a uh, like a butter knife or something like that? I mean, yes, is it it's spreadable? a very soft cheese. It is quite spreadable. Um, I can actually put it on a bagel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be your morning spread on the on. I do. I like. So <laughs> when you're putting together a charcuterie board, are you mm-hmm. not only thinking about the cheeses but also the hardness? Of yes, each of these cheeses? textures. Yeah. Texture is a huge aspect of it. It's like most of what I've discovered is the way I joke about it is a charcuterie board or cheese board, if you just don't want to have the meat on it, is an adult lunchable. I love that. It's what it is. You get By to mix way, and match whatever you want. This this bad boy <laughs> is amazing. And it's also like what what are the crystals inside of this? Is this is this in this one? Yeah. I mean like you can really like you can. It's like little explosions. It's almost like the, it's like the pop rocks of cheese. <laughs> Dave's looking at me like, yeah. He's so like, oh, good. this is good stuff. Oh, stuff is so good. I. I mean, I think that even if you've said, listen, I've had this type honey. of cheese before. Is that what it is? Granules. Oh, it's delightful. Like burst of honey. And again, it plays with that texture, right? Mm-hmm. So you think it's going to be all creamy, but then you get something that kind of you know that snaps in your yep. mouth, and it's really good. Okay, yep. so then this stuff is really good on like a hard uh, cracker. Like oh sure, was a nice snap to it. Oh, you might I, miss some of the honey snapping in your mouth, but yeah, but don't worry. Soft in the yeah, you'll crunch. you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, tell me why you include like a manchego. Manchego is a very universal. It's just the flavor. It actually helps your palate kind of relax, brings it back down, because some of the ones you would normally include be like a blue cheese, mm-hmm. and that can be overwhelming, or a very aged cheddar, which is really strong. Sure. So giving your palate a chance to relax so you can actually then continue enjoying it. I mean, it, what's nice is like it's not a junior level, right? Uh-huh. Like you're not saying like, oh, it, you need to you need this to just kind of balance everything out. But like it, that's the job that it can accomplish mm-hmm. with this. And I feel like the nice thing about a manchego is you can have it sweet or savory, right? Like this pairs well with... You know, like a hard salami. It also goes well. Like I said, I like brown butter mm-hmm. or, br- or brown uh, butter and honey on it. Like yes. so, it's got a little bit of everything. See, adult lunchable. Adult lunchable. <laughs> I love that. Um, how many people walk into Creative Kitchen and say, "Listen, I need to put together a board, but I've never done anything like this before." It's actually quite frequent. Yeah. So we include all the different things off to the side of the cheese counter, so that we can actually walk you through building one. Do you like working with those people who've Never done it before? Yes. Um, I like also helping them make sure that they get the appropriate amounts of things. Sure. A lot of overestimating is what an error that a lot of people do. Right. Like unless you're unless people. you're building a board for 100 people, you probably yeah. don't need the whole wedge. No, not at all. 
you know, four people, you don't need a half a pound of each cheese. I imagine <laughs> your role at Creative Kitchen is sort of like a good librarian, right? So you, you take care of everything that's there, but probably the best part is when someone comes in after they've read a really good book or they've had a really good cheese and they're like, this was it. This was the one. I actually just had that today. Did you really? Yeah. What were what were they jazzed about? What were they talking they were about? Hunting down some gorgonzola. Really? They had it on a steak at a restaurant, and they wanted to know if they could actually get some if we carried that. I said hmm. yes. We got gorgonzola for you. Want to go home and actually try and recreate what they had experienced at a restaurant? You know what? I bet they're going to like it even more at home than they do at the restaurant. Yeah, because they right? get to tweak it to them. Yeah, bingo! I love that. Um, Dave, Creative Kitchen, it's an awesome place. Uh, it must be a great place to work, too. It's a fun crew over there. It is. I absolutely love it. Okay. If someone comes in and they're like, listen, I heard you on KFGO. I'm getting ready to build my uh, my cheese board. I'm looking at, you know, all the different charcuterie options. What's the one? Like, let's, let's not pretend that there are 60,000 people listening right now. Like, what's the thing that you're like, this is the one. Try this one. This could be the one your guests start talking about. Well, I would definitely use you as an example. Okay, yeah. Including something that actually has that salt punch. Okay, okay. Like an and, aged cheddar. An aged cheddar, where, you, like, I, the, the, the honey, you know, the honey mm -hmm. crystals in one, that aged cheddar, we had it over the holidays, and it had, like, it felt like they had enormous salt crystals in it, yeah, and it didn't make do. it salty, but it really enhanced the flavor of what you were eating. Correct. So I mean, something like that gets people talking, because... Honestly, the most people that I've actually encountered, do, unless they walk in immediately and just know I'm looking for this, this, and this because I've had it before, most people have not actually had aged cheeses. I or like that. I have a lot of people just like I was. American singles. Velveeta. <laughs> yep. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's expand. I was going to say, like, my grandmother's days of frilly toothpicks and Velveeta cheese are, are, are waning for sure. The frilly toothpicks, you can keep those, but it's all fun when you get to explore these cheeses. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Creative Kitchen located right next to the food court in West Acres. And uh, when you go in, ask for Dave specifically and tell him that you want to try uh, this. What Was it goat cheese with cranberry in it? Fig and honey goat cheese. Fig and honey goat cheese. Oh. It was out of this world. So good. Thanks, Dave. You're very welcome.